KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Matt Leon. These are really tough times. It can be tough to watch the news. Everything seems really, really negative. And this is a difficult time. There's not really a way to sugarcoat it. But within the tough times, we're seeing and learning a lot of stories about people going the extra mile, the better angels, and and people helping other people. Alyssa Kirk was a soccer player at Temple. Uh, She graduated about five years ago. She's a nurse. And... She is volunteering at the Citizens Bank Park COVID-19 testing center and is way steep on the front lines of this, uh, you know, helping people get tested, obviously trying to help us get through to the other side. I was able to catch up with Alyssa Kirk and just kind of talk about the experience, what it's like and what she wants everybody to know about this moment we're in. All right, so first thing, Alyssa, you're a Temple grad. You were a Temple soccer player, kind of uh, as far as your your career in the medical field. Uh, when did you graduate Temple, and what has your career path been to this point? Sure, so I graduated Temple with my Bachelor of Science in Nursing degree in 2015. After that, I worked at Temple University Hospital for a little over two years. I did some time in med surge as well as some time in the ICU, um, which ICU critical care is um, a requirement to go to nurse anesthesia school. So two years ago in um, May of 2018, I started nurse anesthesia school at the University of Pennsylvania, which is where I am now. I have one year left until I graduate, and I'll graduate with my doctorate of nursing in nurse anesthesia. So how did you get involved with uh, volunteering at the uh, COVID-19 testing center at Citizens Bank Park? A few weeks ago, they actually pulled us out of our clinical rotations for anesthesia school, and they made all of our classes online, similar to what has been happening in universities and um, programs all over the country. So when they pulled us out, um, I spent a few days looking into how I could be giving back to the city. Um, We definitely knew that things were going to get worse in Philadelphia. At the time, we hadn't seen a huge spike in ICU care for COVID patients or anything like that yet, but we knew it was coming. Um, So I looked into ways to get involved, and I got connected with the Philadelphia Medical Reserve Corps, which is um, a company that takes volunteers, um, whether or not they have a background in medical a medical background. They take them on as volunteers. I happen to have the medical background, the CPR training, the advanced cardiac life support training, and a nursing degree. So um, I had actually been in their list ahead of time before the COVID response. So I was able to quickly get deployed out to the site. So when they started the site at Citizens Bank Park, they actually asked us to fill out surveys weeks before they even opened it just to figure out what our availability would look like. And then the day before you volunteer, you actually get a deployment email and you get sent out to the site. So how often are you out there? Are you out there five, six, seven days a week? Um, Yeah, actually. So they have volunteers out there seven days a week um, unless unless there's rain. 
But even the days that there's been rain, they've tried very hard to keep it open. Um, we even were told one day, just, just come and we're going to try our best. And we were open for a few hours before there was lightning and we had to um, just we wound up going for cover for about 10, 15 minutes. And then we went back out, took the remaining people that were in line just so they hadn't wasted their time and then closed up because it is actually a drive through testing site. So all of the clients being tested for COVID-19 are in their cars, but all of us are out in the rain. So we had like bunny suits and ponchos, but the one day there was lightning, so they called it. But um, they're out there seven days a week. I put in my survey and say which days I'm available for. Some days I'm a backup. Some days um, they will give us the deployment. Um, they actually said that they've had a very overwhelming response of volunteers and even a huge pending list of people who want to volunteer, but they haven't even been able to do their background checks and stuff yet. So I was actually lucky in the sense that I had my background check done before this COVID-19 crisis. So I was able to be deployed right away. Um, but they definitely have a lot of people that are willing to help, which is so great to see in something like this. But the reason I really wanted to get involved was because I had been pulled out of my clinical rotations and I was sitting at home as a critical care trained nurse with also training in anesthesia. Um, so I was at the point where I was like, I need to find something, some way to help. Um, so that's how I got involved. And yeah, they are out there seven days a week doing the testing and they've even expanded it. Um, I think at first it was only supposed to be out there definitively until April 1st, but now they've expanded it into the coming weeks as well. So how about you personally? Have you, how long, how many times have you been there? I've been there. Um, I think I've, I've been there about seven times, I believe. What is it like? I mean, is there a, I mean, you're, you've got the medical background and stuff, so you're trained for this, but is there a level of, of surrealness to this? There's definitely a level of surrealness because no matter how much, you know, you've read about the history of pandemics and things happening like this in the world, you never get to experience it. And it's actually, um, in a way, a little bit hard for me because I'm hearing from colleagues and my professors and people that are working in anesthesia in the hospitals right now, in the operating rooms and in the ICUs and hearing what they're dealing with. And it's, it's, quite, um, it's quite a learning opportunity. And it's very, I mean, as horrific and sad as this is, it's also very interesting. And there's a lot we can learn from it. Um, so every day I'm getting emails from my professors. We're reading articles. There's new research coming out that's telling us how to best protect ourselves as healthcare providers. Um, anesthesia and ENT, which is ear, nose, and throat doctors, are actually the departments that are at the highest risk of developing, uh, of contracting COVID-19 from a patient. And that is because of the nature of being in the ear, nose, and throat, and also anesthesia being in the airways. So it's really interesting to hear from them. Um, from the testing site point of view, it's definitely surreal. Um, at first, I think I was kind of like, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. Everyone that's coming through was looking like, you know, they were doing pretty well. They didn't seem very sick, but um, that was because a lot of them were, you know, younger people. We were testing a lot of healthcare workers and first responders who were just being tested because they may have been exposed to someone and also if they're really sick, they're not coming to the testing sites. They're going to the emergency department. So at the testing site, I'd say morale is pretty high. They have good personal protective equipment. Everyone's wearing masks and gloves and being given that on a regular basis. Um, and the people coming through are getting their tests. But I think in the later days that I've been to the testing site, I've noticed people looking a little bit more sick and, like, a lot more scared. 
Uh, people are definitely scared about the fact that they may have the virus. A lot of people come through and say, I know I was exposed. I was in direct contact with someone who definitely tested positive and is now in the hospital. We see older people coming through who say, my spouse, my significant other tested positive, and they're elderly themselves and just know that it's going to be dangerous and they're at high risk for developing severe complications from it. So it's definitely scary um, hearing the stories about what it's like in the ICU is scary. Um, hearing this, the projections about where this is said to go, especially in Philadelphia in the coming weeks, is scary. So um, that's, what, that's how I would describe the feeling. Is it at all overwhelming at times for you? Or does the training and your background kind of help you compartmentalize and deal with it? Yeah, I think my training definitely helps. And actually, um, having been an athlete, I always tie my medical experience back to my experience of being an athlete. I think that um, being an athlete teaches you to deal with high-pressure situations. I remember before every game in college just being, like, really nervous, but being able to channel that into playing, like, optimizing myself and playing my best. And I think that certainly comes into play, like, there's something to be said about remaining calm in crisis, and that's always been something I try to embody in my medical practice as well as, um, you know, coming from having been an athlete. That's what I tried to do back then. So, like, I always try to remain calm. Um, I'm actually – I'm most likely going to be taking an ICU nursing position in the coming weeks back at Temple um, because it seems like testing isn't going to be as important, and it seems like ICU care is where – um, nurses are really going to be needed in Philadelphia in the coming weeks. Um, the past few weeks, people were needed to be testing, and now it seems like the ICUs are going to be very overwhelmed shortly. So um, I think that is probably going to be more overwhelming for me than the testing site was. Um, the testing site, we were giving very clear instruction. We were to follow specific algorithms, and we knew exactly who to test, who to send through, how to test them. Um, in the ICU, there's going to be a lot more questions. It's going to be a lot more, what is the best way to treat them? What has worked in Italy? What has worked in China? What is working over in California? Um, my colleagues that are working there right now are talking to people from different countries and different states and different universities every single day just to try to keep up to date because things are changing every day. People are learning new things every day. Researchers are discovering new things. So it's just it's really interesting, and it definitely is overwhelming at times, but I think it's important just to listen to the research, what's coming out, and uh, just just do the absolute best practice that we're finding is working. And final question, as someone who's on the front lines of this kind of unprecedented situation in our lifetimes, what do you want people to know? What do you, What is the important thing they need to know about this moment we're in right now? Um, the important thing to know is just what, if you've been paying any attention, unless you're living under a rock, it is just listen to what is being told to you by the CDC, um, the recommendations that are being made. Stay home if you can. Um, use delivery services. If you're out, stay six feet away from people. Um, if you're elderly or you're immunocompromised, I mean, these people are very aware that they're at the highest risk, and they just they need to follow these more than any anyone else. Um if you are a family member of, and you have loved ones and you don't have, and you're working from home or you don't have things to do, like I had, there's not, there's nothing wrong with like not putting yourself at risk, not volunteering, not doing anything. But the thing, there is always something you can do and you can look out for your loved ones, look out for the elderly people in your life, the pregnant people in your life. Um, 
just look out for everyone that uh, that is going to need that extra help and just make sure that they're not going out there and spreading this. Um, it's, it's definitely going to get worse in the coming weeks in Philadelphia. Um, there's going to be a surge in the ICUs. My roommate is a is a med, med surgeon nurse um, at Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania, and she's going to be trained to be a critical care nurse basically overnight. So um, there's a lot of training going on, and it's just going to be important for people to listen to those recommendations that come out every day. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.